Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm your host, Jeff Beecham, and throughout this series, I'll be looking at some of the challenges facing UK manufacturing in 2022. In our fortnightly episodes, I'm hosting a range of guests from service businesses and support organisations, providing subject matter expertise and guidance on a diverse range of topics affecting UK manufacturing. Today, we're going to be looking at how marketing can supercharge the growth of UK manufacturing. I'm delighted to welcome my special guest, Vanessa Ashworth at Invincible Marketing. Welcome, Vanessa. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for inviting me to, uh, to come along today. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. So before we get into the, into the detail uh, of, of today's topic, Vanessa, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your expertise and what area you operate in? Okay, so uh, yeah, Vanessa, I have ooh, 20 plus years uh, experience mainly of B2B marketing. So that started, I studied marketing at university, but I've always worked in B2B marketing, 16 years of which uh, most recently were spent in kind of engineering metals, global foundries and shop blasting. So I'm, I'm very close to manufacturing and, and love manufacturing. I love that kind of tangible finished product and, and what goes into making it. So I'm quite yeah. passionate about marketing and UK manufacturing as well. It would be great to put that on a pedestal again. So, yeah, so that's that's that. And then um, I suppose in the last two years, I've kind of come away from that corporate side. I've been trying to share my knowledge and expertise on LinkedIn. So, and, and that's obviously where we met. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I've then in the last eight months set myself up as an interim marketer, um, making myself available in small chunks, I guess, to, yeah, to different companies. And that's where we are. Absolutely. And I, I often think it's great to have that mix of corporate and, uh, you know, interim or, or consultancy. You know, it's a subtly different skill set sometimes. But, um, yeah, your, your expertise is um, is something that I've been following over LinkedIn. Like you say, we, we met, uh, I don't know, 18 months ago. And you're one of the, the people that stood out to me for, for doing loads of LinkedIn video. Uh, and that's just one, one area, I suppose, where, where more manufacturing businesses can, can benefit, which brings us on nicely to, to my, my next question, really. So for a UK manufacturing business looking to, to maybe up its game in terms of marketing, what's most important when, when setting the actual strategy? So the very first thing it is that it is business strategy. So what is the business strategy? What is it that you want to achieve with marketing? Because it's really easy with marketing when you think about all the communications side of it, the bright, shiny lights, you know, the pull to do this, the attraction to do that, the, the, the want also to get something really quick and, and achieve really quick results. And I kind of always want to say, stop. <laughs> What's the business strategy? And you've got yeah. to keep it really focused because, yeah, with limited resources, just keep that focus and understand what you want to achieve. And I would also say, if it is something you are starting out on, then play the long game. Don't look for instant results. Get the foundations right and then play a long game because that will set you up for life. I yep. think, you know, yep. people do want quick results. They want to throw money at some kind of advertising to get to generate those leads. But once you turn that money off, the leads stop. 
Whereas if you play the long game, it, you know, you'll, you'll get that constant feed. So yeah, focus on strategy and stay focused. Brilliant. That's a great piece of advice. And I, I guess, you know, quite easy to uh, for the wheels to come off that that wagon sometimes if you're not uh, you know absolutely you know bought into into the long game um lots of different things can come into play and distractions can crop up in business can't they particularly in manufacturing which is usually pretty frantic at the best of times and, and fast-paced <laughs> I was, was going to say, is, is there such a thing as a perfect marketing mix? No. Um, probably, oh, gosh. So the, the, the marketing mix traditionally is product, price, promotion and place. Yeah. Um, and different marketers do different things. So, you know, the promotion is usually the big one, the marketing communication piece. Um, but, it, you know, the, the product is also essential, too. And I mean, yeah, in the last, I don't know, 10 years, the four Ps have become seven Ps, have become 10 Ps, have become whatever. But yeah. I think, again, it, it's start with your business objective, start with your focus, know who your customers are. Mm. And that's so critical. Know who your customers are and know why they buy from you. And that then leads you to the value proposition. Know what you do differently. Know why people buy from you. Once you've got that and you, you know your customers, you know where they are, you know why they choose you, you know where to go. And if you've got focus on that, then that's where you'll make the biggest impact. You mentioned the, the four P's, five P's, now there's 10 or, or whatever. Do, do you find that, that you know, with, with the more facets that, that, that have been introduced into the, the marketing mix, that, that some of them kind of don't get the attention that they deserve perhaps or yeah certainly with with communications um you know because there are so many more channels now so know your customer (laughs) know your value proposition get the basics right social media is growing okay and the different channels are growing but that doesn't mean to say that you can forget about your website in b2b it is still essential and at the minute that google search still wins yeah um, so know your value proposition, know your customers, work on the website to make sure that your value proposition is strong. Ask for the business. <laughs> and I talk about the customer journey a lot. And, yeah. and, you know, think about how customers use your website. Think about what questions they need to be answered to choose you as the ideal customer, uh, the ideal supplier. And make sure that the content that you are serving to them kind of follows a logical path, that customer journey, and make sure that you're asking for that, asking for that business at every opportunity. Um, If you don't ask, you don't get. And so many people are far too polite. (laughs) Uh, So, so, yeah, and once you've got that foundation, you know your customer, you know your value proposition, your, your website is logically set up and you're giving enough information for your customer to choose you then i would say that you when it comes to the, the promotion side that communication piece reaching your market if you know your customers you know where they are are they on linkedin you know where are they um and you're not the best place to, to find them and uh, and i think some things um some things get forgotten don't they all the nice new shiny social media is is all out there but you can only reach so many people organically yeah so if your um prospects are on social media don't forget paid because you can only reach so many contacts you, you know who are kind of connected to you and your network yeah. and it, and your messages won't reach everybody 
But if you pay for LinkedIn to promote one of your posts, for example, you'll reach that wider audience and you can target really well on you know, most social media like LinkedIn. But the other thing that everyone forgets is email. Yeah. The easiest person to sell to is somebody who's already bought from you, as long as that experience was largely a good one. Um, so if you, you know, look after that email list. Um, and, and if you're creating content for LinkedIn, for YouTube, which also is very important for B2B. I don't think we're looking at TikTok quite just yet, but we might be, you know, for some manufacturing companies. Yeah. Um, but LinkedIn and, and YouTube are still really important. And if you're creating content for that or for them and your website, don't forget to share it with your, uh, your existing customer base and send regular emails. It's yeah. really easy to do if you're already creating that content. And, and they're going to be the first ones who will pick up the phone again and call you in. Absolutely. And I'll just go back to, to something you said earlier, you know, ask for the business. I mean, you know, if, if there's one thing, there's going to be loads of gems to come out of this podcast today, uh, you know, Hopefully. tips and advice from you. Um, but, you know, if, if you're doing all this wonderful stuff, but then you're not asking for the business, the rest of it is, is probably going to be a bit of a waste of your, of your time. So, you know, it, it's so critical. I've been guilty of that in the past, you know, on, on the odd occasion, you, you, you put out some content or you send an email or put something on your website. You've got to have that call to action as well, haven't you? You know, make it easy for people to, you know, to, to contact you. That's it. And, and that's, I mean, I've, I, I do a LinkedIn live show on Mondays and I talked about yes. the customer journey in that and and it's it's that whole um reminding people what you do and why you're there and asking for the business so if you know on your website for example and and i was talking about the customer journey and that especially for manufacturing and those bigger ticket items Mm. you know you go around the side the buying cycle and there's always that resolution of concerns you know is this the right company am i important to them am i the, the right fit and, and you look at the About Us pages and so many B2B websites on all those resolution of concerns pages, the ones that deal with the what if, what if it breaks, what if it doesn't work, the, you know, the, the, the history and, and, and the, the, you know, meet the team and things like that. There's yeah. never yeah. a call to action there, but they're the ones that are the, the last place you go before you think, yes. This is a good fit for me. They do look like they could solve my problem. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give them a call, but then how do I do that? And so uh, another thing you picked up on there, apart from the call to action, is removing the grit, being yeah. easy to buy from. So I think, you know, okay, in Britain, we're all a bit British, aren't we? <laughs> we're a bit <laughs> awkward at social interaction. Yeah. Um, you know, and so asking for the business is difficult. But also what happens when the customer gets in contact? If you can create, just write the process on your website. Once you've sent us this inquiry form or booked this form, we will then do this, then we'll do that, then we'll give you this. And tell people how, how it's going to play out because yep. then there's no surprises and people can think, okay, that I'm happy with that. That's I'm comfortable with that. You know, you're not, they're in control then, aren't they? You're not taking the power. Once you, they've given you their information, you aren't taking the power. They're still in control because they can see what's going to happen next. You're showing them the journey, in effect. So yep. I suppose it makes them feel more comfortable, which is absolutely what, what you're aiming for. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. Right, 
what marketing channels do, do you think hold the best value or, or return on investment for, for manufacturing businesses? Is, is there one or are there some or is that a, a, a tough This one? is going to be, I think, individual to each business to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it all comes back to, I'm afraid, knowing your customers and talking to your customers are they active on LinkedIn? You know, do they go to trade shows? Trade shows, it's a dirty word to me, but they, they, you know, they <laughs> might be having, they might be having a comeback. No, yep. we can all go outside again. I think they were dying a death before COVID. Mm. And I think COVID might have actually given them a fresh lease of life, but, but we have yet to see. Um, but yeah, where are your customers? Where are they active? Because that's where then you need to be posting that message. You know, Google and YouTube are the biggest search engines. So don't ignore them. Make sure your website works and is smooth and has got those keywords that your customers will be looking for. How yeah. do you find that? You talk to them. <laughs> um, you know, again, if you're creating content, if you're creating podcasts and videos like this, Put them, put them on your website, load them organically, not via YouTube to LinkedIn yep. and yep. put them on YouTube. And, and, and I think that's, you know, we, we very limited resources. So use the one thing that you do. If you're creating content on your website, on your LinkedIn, put it on the social media channels, put it on YouTube, send it via email, create it once and then disperse it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn, probably. Um, and yeah, obviously Google and, and your website. Get them right. Um, and also don't, um, you know, I think newspapers, don't, don't ignore press. Mm. Um, newspapers are still looking for, for good news stories. So do get in contact with your local press uh, and, and share your good stories with them because they're, they're hungry for news. So, you know, don't forget that. Don't, you know, because um, that if they, because they will put you online as well, which means when people That's are right. searching, you found in different places. And if a newspaper tells your story, you can then promote that to your network and in your email and everywhere else. So, you know, whatever you create, use it, use it, use it. And that, that's a that's a, a, a good one, actually, because, you know, when you, when you think of newspapers, you know, it's like, well, who obviously people do buy newspapers still but they've all got their online um, on, online versions, haven't they? So that's probably a, an area that, uh, yeah, it's probably un- underlooked quite a bit, I would imagine. I think it is. And if you can get into, you know, if you can get into the bigger papers, um, mm. then, you know, then then history will write itself. If you can get into the, kind of the broadsheets, yeah. um, then, then that'd be amazing. So if you, but if you've got a good news story to tell, then tell it. But build up your presence on social media. Be found be visible and be compelling that's the that's the two things that I always kind of come back to be compelling make sure that you know what your value proposition is make sure that you've got a story to tell and you will have everyone does yeah Um, and then once you once you know what essentially you're about and why people buy from you start thinking about Okay, so if, if we've got a, a small a small business, an SME in, in manufacturing with, with usually limited in-house marketing resource, where would you advise them to to put most of the focus? You know, if they were looking to increase their their results of their activity, yeah. I think I think it is with content creation, um, and and I would say video yep. <laughs> video works really well. You won't be Let's see, you know, especially on things like LinkedIn, 
you don't get the views that a text post gets. Yeah. But when it comes to know me, like me, trust me, there is nothing like video for that compelling message. You know, and so I would say, know your customer, get your value proposition, make sure your website is is nice and smooth and grit free and is yep. asking for the business. And then I would say, you know, if especially if you've got somebody who's quite charismatic in the company, you know, if if the MD can talk, um, then get him on video yep. and yep. get him in. You know, think of all the questions that your customers might ask. Might make a huge list of, of any kind of question that a customer might ask, and then create a video about it yeah. and yep. stand in front of the machinery and talk about what it's doing and how it's working um, and create as many videos as you can. And they don't have to be super professional um, because people in, are now used to the quick um, iPhone upload. Yes. And I think as long as, as long as you're obviously creating it in that kind of social frame, no one's expecting the, you know, the amazing drone camera angles. And, and I think there's this, there is scope and there is room to do good corporate videos as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you want people to get to know you, like you and trust you, there is nothing better than a video to look in somebody's eyes yep. and, and, and listen to them. We, we buy from people who we like, know and trust, don't we? Absolutely. And there is nothing like video and seeing somebody talking to win that trust. You can write something that you've studied for weeks, but when you're on video and it's live, it's, it's authentic, isn't it? It's authentic. Yeah. It's authentic, you, you know, especially in something like um, an, an iPhone video because, because it's live almost and unedited and unrehearsed. And so people will quickly see that you actually do know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and that trust that you build with that is, is priceless. So yeah, value proposition, know why, get the website smooth and grit free and then start creating content video. And, you know, you can use, um, there's, there's lots of apps or um, websites out there that will help you get subtitles because a lot yes. of people um, will will kind of scroll and read, read videos with the sound off. So subtitles will help you reach 60% of the audience. Um, it makes it accessible for everybody too. But you can then download that transcript Yes. And, and use that as well. And then you'll get picked up on kind of search engines for things like that as well. So video. I use one called Get Subly. And right. I, I kind of found them when they were first launching. And so I became one of their, oh, I can't remember what the word is, but the pioneer type things. And so I got a really good cheap deal for the first year. And of course, now I'm bought into it. So I, <laughs> I pay now. But, yeah. uh, but it's really good and very quick. They okay. transcribe it in minutes and then you just kind of edit it and clean it up. You kind of have to kind of iron out the Bolton accent <laughs> that makes some of the words a bit, well, what's that? Um, but yeah, but it is very good. Yeah, I suppose that would that would give you, it's almost like, well, it'd give you the text. So, you, you know, there's almost like a, a text post you could make from that or, you know, you could package Turn it up as part of an article. Text post, create an article. Yeah, again, in your email, use it again and again. Brilliant, real added value. 
Thanks for that, Vanessa. So, you know, in terms of, of small businesses, do, do you think they should outsource their marketing so that they can concentrate on, on the business and leave, leave the marketing to the professionals? I guess, you know, it's down to time and money sometimes, isn't it? You know, w- would you advise doing that straight from the off or have, it, have a go and see what you can do yourself first? Yeah, there are two answers to this, aren't there? Um, don't deny the power of social media. Um, but it takes time. It, you know, it does take time. And, you know, if, you, if you're just starting out on a LinkedIn journey, then creating content consistently, it's going to take six months or more mm-hmm. to start kind of really getting traction from it. But it's playing that long game. And once you start and you build your reputation and people like you know you and trust you, it, it pays off and it does work. Um, but it takes time. Um yeah. So I would say, um, if you can, get people in your company. So it's not just one person. Get everyone creating content. And it doesn't all have to be videos. The one thing that's really hot at the minute on LinkedIn is selfies. You know, the (laughs) selfie in front of the machine or whatever. And, and, you know, and tell a little bit of a story about it. Um, But but selfies are really big at the minute. Um, So I would say try and get all your team to be a content creating machine, yeah, you know, yeah. with photos, with video, with text uh, on LinkedIn and, and on other social media, wherever they are happy and comfortable. As long as there's a story in it and it's positive, then get everybody using it. Team leaders, get team leaders to do a Friday shout out to say what a great team they've got and call out call out great um, teamwork and, and things like that. Really, yeah. really powerful on social media. Everyone loves a good manager shouting yep. about his team. It's a real good, good story. Um, but then there is this, there is this mythical, um, amazing marketing graduate, isn't there? That everyone thinks that oh, we need some marketing. We'll, we'll bring on a, a young, fresh, hungry yeah. graduate who, who's kind of learned it all very recently and can, you know, launch. And this, this person is very elusive. <laughs> And this person needs a lot of mentoring and they need a lot of confidence building and they need a lot of time. Um, So it depends what time you've got to put into it. The beauty of an interim, someone like me coming in, is I can come in, I can ask the questions, I can take you, you know, and get the foundations done fairly quickly and build that plan. And, and, And I'd, you know, I've got the confidence. I know what I'm doing. I don't need constant mentoring or feedback or, you know, so, so I can get you there quicker. And so yeah. obviously the, the more senior a marketer you, you take on, the, the quicker you move. But I'm not saying there isn't a place for kind of the young graduates, uh, yeah. you know, or the, 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 the junior marketers, um, but they do need that mentoring and they need that feedback. So it's all a question of time and money, as you say. But an interim, you don't have to take on a senior marketer for kind of three years. You could take an interim on for two or three months to get you in a good place, Um, you know, or maybe a little more, depending on kind of the scope and and the the size of the problem. And then you could take on a mid-level or junior marketer maybe to carry out that. And the interim you bring back you know, one day a month just to do that mentoring and that strategy direction. There isn't one size that fits on. I suppose you would, you know, kind of put down, lay down a blueprint, wouldn't you, for, you know, you say the foundation. So it would be like a framework of, you know, the strategy and, you know, what they might need to do over the the medium and longer term. What's your favourite part of the marketing function, Vanessa? 
Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm not sure that there's so many. I mean, I love marketing. I love, I love, I love kind of creating that kind of very technical, complex, you know, the ideas that the engineers have. And, and they kind of do speak in their own language, don't they? Yeah. And then kind of saying, stop, let me understand this, talk me through it. And taking that complexity and making it really easy to understand for, for someone like me, you know, and, and translating that so that it can be marketed and that the, the message just drops. I love that. I love um, understanding um, who a company is and, and, and working out what their value proposition is and then getting that into a really nice, pithy sentence and message that, again, you just get. Um, and then I love, I love the, the more creative. So I love being creative with words and I love being creative with the ideas as well and thinking about a campaign, for example, yeah. and then delivering that brief to a creative agency or a, a graphic designer who then brings it to life. Yeah. I, I love that bit. But there's, yeah, there's so much really. If the message drops and people come back to you and tell you your story back, means they've got it, they understand it, they believe it and they bring it back. That's, that's the icing, isn't it, on yeah. the cake? You know you've nailed it at that point. Yeah, fantastic. So you you you've mentioned a few times during the during the the conversation today, value proposition. I know this is something that's so intrinsic to you know any business uh, going on a, on a marketing journey. Could you just give a little bit of an insight in, into how a business creates their value proposition? Uh, have you got any sort of tips for you know a manufacturing SME, for example, who's looking to you know maybe upgrade their mm-hmm. value proposition or they may not even have one or they might not know what it is in in, in layman's terms because i'm really interested in this and i might have to go back and visit my own uh marketing materials myself but what what sort of tips would you would you give to achieve that you know or, or have a vision for that value proposition what value you bring to your customers what you deliver so it's not necessarily what you do for example my value proposition is not that i do marketing i i kind of shut mine down to it one sentence which is I step in to make you stand out yeah and that's what I do I help my customers to stand out amongst all the noise and other messages and the I step in bit is I step in for a short period so that that's mine um but but really I mean that's more of a slogan actually um but a value proposition is the value you bring. It's what you do for your customer, the, the ultimate value. So, so what you have to do is you have to look at your ideal customer and you have to think about them in, in the big sense. So what, what are their difficulties? What, what is their business? What do they have to do? And then where are the pains? Yep. What, what makes that doing that business difficult for them? And then how could that be helped? What are the gains? And so this is from, there's a book called The Value Proposition, and this is kind of one way to look at it. So you do that on the, it's a canvas. You do that on one side of the canvas. And then on the other side, you think about what you do and you think about how you solve those problems and how you create those gains. And once you've looked at your customer in the big picture, and then you can see actually what you do and the, the, the problem that you solve and how that kind of helps that big picture, then you kind of part way there. If you then understand why you specifically, why not the other people that do something similar? Why is it that people pick you? 
then you're onto something. So it might be your amazing technology. It might be how you are as a team to work with. Um, it might be that, you know, you've, you've got a brand that has so much trust um, that's been built up over years. But beware of that because with the internet and everything, you know, small companies can look a lot bigger and yes. kind of try and start to steal that brand power that you've got. But it's really, it's understanding the absolute value that you bring to your customer that's different to anyone else. And it doesn't have to be a short, pithy sentence, although that makes it easier to, to communicate because it's easier yeah. to, to grab and to remember. Um, but but that's that's it in, in essence. Wow, that's really helpful. And I, I suppose you can have, you know, people talk about the elevator pitch, don't they? Or the, you know, what, what is it you do? You meet somebody for the first time. So that sort of one liner as a, as a value proposition is really useful in that scenario. Would you advise having a slide slightly longer version of that maybe two or three sentences for other scenarios perhaps I think yeah I think if you can whittle it right down to something short and pithy that's great but yeah having that story behind that I mean that's going to then create your content isn't it that's going to create the, the the you know the paragraphs the about us on your website the blogs yes so you do need that fuller story to kind of put that color behind those words but, but yeah, if you can get it down to something that's quite short and, and you can use it. I was just kind of just while I was thinking, I'm like, oh, God, I can see my business cards and <laughs> business cards still do have a place when you're meeting people face to face. But my business card is, is this. I don't know if it's coming forwards or backwards, but it's but on the back. Yep. I've got my value proposition right there. I step in to make you stand out, and then I say what I do, marketing, you know, value propositions, etc. But use it. and and and. You know, make yourself memorable. Um, yeah, and, and because you use it, you don't forget it. And if somebody does in an elevator or in a bar, so a value proposition, there you go. Yep. You go to the pub on a Friday with your mates. They introduce you to some other mates and someone says to you, what do you do? Now, if you say, um, I'm in insurance or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I don't know, I make brake discs or yep. I I make landing gear, right, for, for huge aircraft. Oh, all right. Um, but if you could say instead, well, actually, um, I make sure that every plane that lands makes sure, you know, it ensures that the 300 passengers on board all get home that night. Yep. It's a different story, isn't it? All of a sudden it's not, oh, right, yeah, okay, carry on. There's a story there and people want to find out more. So I think yep. it... Well, you know, what do you do, really? <laughs> okay, there's been a number of, I suppose, over the last 5, 10, 20 years, a lot of new technology. We've had social media, we've got, you know, TikTok, Instagram, you know, even email seems really, really old now, you know, faxes <laughs> are long gone. Um, We're all on Slack. You know, absolutely, <laughs> Slack channels, uh, there's so much going on. Um, bit hard to predict what's going to happen moving forward. Okay, Mr. Zuckerberg's got the uh, the metaverse building metaverse, and um, there's yeah. so many things, you know, in, in the pipeline. What what do you think is going to be the next big thing in, in marketing? Yeah, I mean, the big brands, the big kind of business to consumer brands are all going to start looking at the metaverse, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad that I'm getting a bit older now. <laughs> I think maybe it won't kick off the business to business for a few years yet. Yes, so I yes. can kind of ignore it. Um, and, and certainly, yeah, kind of for your small, medium enterprise. Oh, maybe it will, who knows? But, I, but for me, I'm kind of, I'll, I'll leave that. I've never been into kind of video games and, and yeah, I'll leave that there. But now, what would I say now? I do think video 
is one of the best ways of reaching your audience and not a lot of people are doing it so I think for example the fact that you're doing a podcast um you know and you're recording it on video Mm. and you can make this available on your website you can make it available on YouTube you can create snippets of this to use on social media yeah and and I think that's it isn't it I think if you can create videos which you can use elsewhere as we've said a few times we we are a stuck record aren't we (laughs) (laughs) well if it's a good um, one (laughs) yeah yeah I I think uh, I think video I think showing people what you do yeah you know people love to know how things work and I think that's what UK manufacturing has has got I mean if, if if UK manufacturing companies can't make an interesting video about their machinery and what they make then there's there's no hope for anyone else and then even though they see it and you see it every day it's still interesting to other people because we aren't experts in what you do otherwise we do it ourselves won't we it's, but somebody has a need for what you do and showing them how it's all done showing showing them behind the curtain and behind yeah. the scene it's 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 fascinating very well put so thank you very much for your, your time today, Vanessa. Lots and lots of, of added value within our conversation today. You've been a great guest. Um, there's some takeaways for me within all that as well. So a uh, bit of added value for myself. Thank you very much for coming along. I'm sure people would have heard about the, the business brunch on a Monday that you, uh, that you co-host with Sarah Farmer and Melinda Ward. Um, mm. If any viewers haven't checked that out yet, go along on a Monday uh, lunchtime. Uh, it's lots of added value. So, um, so Vanessa, thank you. That really wraps up today's show. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you thank next you. time and bye-bye.